Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory doing another podcast episode number 25. It started about a year and a half ago, 2017. February, I believe, was the first episode. And so far, it's continuing to grow by leaps and bounds. I'm really excited about it. So I'm putting a lot of effort to continue to provide you with some really high quality, very informative podcasts. And uh, I just want to thank you, everyone, for for listening each month. So we're about to 5,000 listeners. That's awesome. Um, I really wasn't expecting that at the time. It was really something I was just dabbling in and just seeing how it uh, worked. But it's it's really growing each and every month. So I'm excited about that. Today, I'm, I want to talk to you guys about the trading market that we're in right now and what what's it like and how are we profiting and and if you're not you know what can you do to do a little bit better i'll say this july was a difficult trading month on paper it looks like the market just you know went higher if you look at the monthly chart uh it's a green candle april may june and july have all been uh green candles so you know we're into august now we're off to a uh what seems like to be a decent start with tech rock in the house but the thing about the summertime and where it gets a lot of traders frustrated, and it gets me frustrated too, so you're not, you're not in a boat by yourself, is that the low volume, the, the apathetic, disinterested attitude of the stock indices where on the S&P, sometimes you can get trading ranges that are like four and five points on the day and, and volume that's incredibly low. Sometimes it's lower than what you would get in a half day of trading on Christmas Eve. Now, how is that even possible? In fact... We've had a couple of month, days that were lower than the half day of trading on July 3rd, right before Independence Day. So I, I don't even know how that's possible. Um, but we're seeing that, and it's it's really crazy. And traders start to lose their mind. And one of the things that they'll start doing is they will start overtrading their account. And you can't do that. It's really a bad idea to start overtrading your account when you're getting bored or when you're getting frustrated. Look, the... The last two weeks of July were not easy to trade. In the first uh, few days of August, yeah, I mean, it's been okay, but it's not been great. I've put on four trades so far, and I'm looking at my past performance right now for the month of August. Um, August 1st, I did SPXU. I was right on it initially, and it looked like the gap down on on, on August 2nd looked like it was going to be a real winner. Maybe we get 20 or 30 points to the downside, and it was like, Five minutes down, and then the rest of the day it just shot right back up. So, with SPXU, it's a three to one inverse, right? So you can't keep the t- stop loss too tight, and I tend to want to give it a little bit of wiggle room to try to do its magic. But uh, I basically got right out at the same exact price that I got in at, and that was kind of crappy too, you know. So that was a flat trade. Then you have uh, later that day, I jumped into the long side on Facebook because it looked like it had finally put together a base and it was going to break out. So I'm up about one point seven percent on that. And then you take Netflix, which I'm like barely up on. And then you have uh, HUM, which is another trade that I got into. And I'm slightly down on that. So we've had three trading days in the month of August. I've made four trades overall. And in June, I think there was about 20 or July, I made about 20 trades. And the last, I don't know, I want to say the last seven trades were were not the easiest. I had one solid winner with JP Morgan when the bank started rallying after their earnings really the rest of them just didn't do much at all for me. 
one of the more dependable trades for me this year has been Netflix. And that went, you know, down 3% on me towards the end of the month. And and then Target too. Target was uh, not a good trade. And then it bounced right back up. And that's what a lot of traders will start getting really frustrated about is that they will see in these low volume, non-committed markets, they will get stopped out of a trade. And then they'll see the next day it just bounce right back up and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. And they'll lose their mind over it. And so then they become undisciplined. And you don't want to become undisciplined just because of what you see a stock do after you get stopped out of it. You have to stick to your methods of managing the risk. And when you're using a stop loss and you're, you know you're putting them in the right spots, and you're not going to be perfect with them every time, but when you're using like support and resistance levels to guide your decisions of where to put your stop losses, because you don't want to just put them anywhere. You don't want to say, oh, I'll put it 4% lower than where I got in at. No, you want to put it 4% lower if that 4% level is right below a key support level or a key price level that will indicate if you're stopped out, stock hits that price level, you want to be out of that trade. If it's not doing that, then that's not a good stop level. Uh, stop loss to use on a trade and target we get stopped out and it was a legitimate stop out i mean there was there was reason to get out when it crossed that level but then the next uh, couple of days it just it rallied higher and and the staples uh defense uh, consumer defensive they started doing really well and you you can't really do nothing about that that's going to happen in trading because when you get stopped out of a trade the stock is going to go higher or lower thereafter and you have no control over it and it doesn't care that you just got stopped out. It's not going to say, eh, we just stopped out Ryan on this trade. Let's just go lower for about the next four or five weeks just so he feels good about getting stopped out. No, it does not care. It's going to keep on uh, doing what it wants to do. But what the stop losses is there to do is to prevent a small loss from turning into a big, big, big loss. And if you're a person who has held, and I know there's a lot of you guys out there that have held Facebook over the course of earnings or Twitter over earnings or um, trip or I mean, there's a bunch of them, ABMD. You, you know what I'm talking about, about letting a small loss turn into a big loss and then how much harder it is to come back from those kinds of losses. Now, some of you guys might be riding a wave of confidence because you got, you got into Tesla before earnings. And you're like, oh, we're going to squeeze the shorts. And you did. And it goes up like 15 or 16% after earnings and you're feeling pretty good about life. But all that's going to do is embolden you to play earnings again. And that's what's really bad because then you're probably going to be playing with more money because you're playing with the money that you have plus whatever you made off of the Tesla earnings. And you're going to apply it to another one and you're going to take even a bigger loss and it's going to be a very destructive force. So I can't say it enough how important it is to uh, manage the risk and continue to use stop losses even when you feel like you're just getting churned out of some trades. Now, what I've been doing, and this is this is why I'm able to remain profitable, is that, yeah, I'll, I'll go on a good tear with a, a good number of trades, make some solid profits. But what I'm not doing is I'm not over-trading my account. And I, I alluded to that a little bit earlier in this podcast already. But what you don't want to do is, is to get into a trade and get stopped out or it's not giving you enough action and then decide I got to add another position and another position, and another position because I need to get something out of the market. And when you're, as soon as you're starting to say, I need to get something out of the market, that's when you're going to get your head handed to you. So don't do that. So be willing to trade a fewer positions that the market's not giving you much. Don't think that you need to put on a lot of positions. Okay. If you want to put on one or something like that, that's fine. But like right now, most days I'm only having like two or three positions in my portfolio. If I'm lucky, maybe I have four, but right now I have 
three positions in the portfolio. And there's a good chance on Monday, if we don't see any uh, solid action out of the market, I'm not going to add anything else. And I'll probably go into Tuesday with three positions or less, depending on whether or not I stay in the uh, current positions that I have. Here's the thing. Don't overtrade your account in these markets. It's frustrating. And if you're going through a losing streak, and I, I don't necessarily say I'm going through a losing streak, but um, it, it's not as ideal for profit generating right now over the last couple of weeks. I think it can change on a moment's notice, and I expect it to change every, you know, and to, and to do well every day. But the thing is, is that while that's not happening, I'm not going to keep adding more and more positions to the portfolio, thinking that something's going to change because I'm adding more positions to the portfolio. Instead, I'm going to let the conditions of the market dictate how aggressive that I am to either the long side or to the short side. And I'm going to go from there. Let's, let's face it. So what was it? August 1st, the market started selling off. You know, it was right after the, the Apple earnings. And we had opened up way, way higher. And then we started dropping lower there for the rest of the day. And, and I got short. And, it, and I thought I might have a good short position on. But what I didn't do is I didn't stockpile the short positions. I didn't say to myself, oh, man, I think I'm going to be right on this one. Let's really pile on the, the, the short plays here and just get really short. And then the next morning... It gaps down and I'm thinking I'm going to be doing really good. And then it just shoots right back up. Now, if I had about seven or eight positions or 80% of my capital put to work on that kind of a move, man, I would have been hammered. Instead, I kept it light. I kept it nimble. And I was able to respond to the to the changes in the market because I wasn't expecting it to go back up on, on uh, Wednesday. I mean, that, that wasn't really what was in the plans, but it did. And so I have to change my strategy. I have to change my outlook when the charts change their outlook. I have to adjust my trading strategy to what the charts are telling me. So that's so important. And if you're going to be stubborn, if you're going to be, have an ego that says, I can't take a loss or I have to just keep on pushing through or holding or ignoring the stop losses, you're going to lose in the stock market. I promise. So don't do it, man. Don't do it at all. All right, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, I think it was a pretty good talk we had. Um, hopefully, if you're frustrated with this market environment, that that you're going to be able to find some solace or find some reassurances in what I've told you here today. And just remember, the the, the harder that it gets, the, the smaller that you should be trading. If it's just not a cooperative market, if your strategy isn't performing as well as you'd like, then trade smaller, trade fewer positions and wait for the, the market conditions to confirm that and, and for your trades to confirm in a smaller sample size that you're doing the right thing and then you can start adding more. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePointer on Twitter and on SharePointer's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at sharepointer.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.